Hey, what's up, guys? This is Sean. This is um the hoop light with Sean and Sean. Um, I'm your host Sean Taylor Jr. And I'm your host Sean Taylor Sr. Coming to you with episode number seven, the greatest team of all time. Hmm, that's interesting, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Definitely is. <laughs> so we're only about five, six weeks into the season, right? But right. we're about a quarter of the way through the season. So you have some yeah. teams that have played 18 games all the way up to about 20 games, right? Yeah. Season is 82 games, so that's about quarter of the way through, right? Yeah. Right now, the Lakers are white hot. Yeah. 17-2. and two, They've won 10 in a row. Mm-hmm. Right? And think about it, they actually lost their first game, right? Yeah. So since that, they're actually 17-1. and one. That is tied with the... 95-96 Bulls and their start they were also 17 and 2 19 games into the season. Yeah. So, if that's considered the greatest team of all time, are the Lakers on track to beat that record and become the greatest team of all time? Um, I mean, they they um right now, they they honestly look like they can maybe do that, you know. Oh, wow. Se- you know, 17 and 2, you tie in, you know, the sec you tie in the second greatest um record of all time um from like the first nineteen games right you know obviously you know set they they're both seventeen and two as you said right so I mean like if they're both on the same pace so far then I mean why why couldn't they do it really right you know I I'm not gonna say that they were better than that team right like overall right, right that'd be wise. a tough statement that'd yeah be a that really tough that would statement. be a really tough statement I might have to kick you out the chair if you said that yeah they they <laughs> yeah they were they were a little too they were the Bulls were a little too dominant right you know they're that, very it, dominant yeah and we they, can dig into those dom- numbers a little deeper but we're not gonna do that right now yeah it's right. just you 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 get the picture in your head <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah but you know um. I mean, they could definitely, you know, they could definitely, you know, like tie that record. Wow, seventy or, wins. So there's only been two teams in NBA history that have won seventy games. The yeah. ninety-five, ninety-six Bulls went seventy-two and ten, as we just mentioned. And the two thousand fifteen, two thousand sixteen Golden State Warriors, who went seventy-three and nine. But we know how that ended yeah. with LeBron with the block. Yeah, right? and yeah. the Warriors uh, did not win the championship. So yeah. you're saying that the the Lakers, from what you've seen so far, they could step into that rarefied air and be a seventy plus win team. I mean, they're on pace. Like they're I on said, pace. Okay. They're on. They're on pace. So I can't say. So I can't say no. They can't. Right. That's a good point. I can't say no. Can't really and say plus, no. they look like super unbeatable. Yeah, they look tough. Uh, yeah, they look tough. It, yeah. What What to you specifically makes them so dominant, or what things, if if it's not just one. Because it's like, I feel like a whole, like a, a majority of the teams they played against so far after they realized, you know, like, hey, we're dominant. Like, right. we're just crushing the league right now. Right. I, I feel like they noticed that they can kind of just like chill. Right. Like until like, until like the fourth quarter or somewhere okay. in the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. And then they'll just come back from like a, you know, like a double digit deficit or right, something right. like that. You know, like you know, like sometimes we're doing that. I think against like the Pelicans, they huh. they were down by like maybe fifteen, mm-hmm. and they ended up coming back in the second half. That's true. So I mean, like, but not to cut you off, but let's drill down on exactly what is it? Is the the defense? Is it the rebounding? Is it LeBron AD? Is it the the combination of them both? Like, what is it that you're seeing specifically that makes them so dominant? I think it's just you know like. 
they're all just like clicking as yeah. a team. Yeah. And I think just like from all sides of the ball, you know, they're just showing that they're better than the other team. Right. And that they're, you know, like we can stop you, but you're not going to even come close to right. stopping us. Like <laughs> right. you you can you can be on this level uh-huh. for a second. We can just kinda, you know, be on like, you know, this level. Mm-hmm. But then like by time, but when it comes crunch time, when we need to win the game, we're gonna go to this level, right? Right. You know, so that's a good point. Yeah. The thing that that I love about NBA basketball, or one of the many things, is how many possessions there are mm-hmm. because the shot clock is only twenty four seconds. Yeah. So things can turn very quickly. And to your point about how the Lakers were kind of turning up a notch or several notches, mm-hmm. and the other team just like runs out of steam or they get caught um, in the deep end. Yeah. And they used to being in the shallow end, so to speak. <laughs> um, they just can't go to that level and they can't sustain it. Mm-hmm. And a perfect example of that is last night, the Wizards. Remember we were watching that game? Yeah. Shout out to my Wizards. We got we score a lot of points and we jumped out on the Lakers early. I think it was like ten to two or eleven to two or something like that. Uh-huh. And by the end of the first quarter, the Lakers were up by like eight or ten, maybe. Mm-hmm. They just turned it up to another gear and tightened the screws on defense, yeah. and we couldn't get a, a, a clean look. So mm-hmm. I think that was a uh, you know most recent example of what you're talking about. Yeah, and I think the Lakers might have went on like a twenty-eight to four run. Yeah, at it was one point. Um, it was like really bad because yeah. I know when we stopped watching in the second quarter, they were up by like seventeen or something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. So they turned it around really quick. Um, remember a year ago? Well. Not quite a year ago, because a year ago from right now, the Lakers were actually looking pretty good, mm-hmm. um, and they beat Golden State on Christmas Day, and they beat them pretty solidly. True. When LeBron went out with the groin injury and stuff. Yeah. But I would say last season, the Lakers were like, people were scrambling, right? And they were frantic, yeah. like, oh my goodness, what is happening? This is not like or nation. This is not <laughs> how we're supposed to be playing, right? Yeah. Um, magic stepped down in a in a hurry. In just yeah. kind of the weirdest fashion ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now you've got healthy LeBron, you got AD, and you yeah. got a bunch of new additions. Um, and things look, they, they look like the prohibitive favorite. Yeah. Right? Even though I picked the Clippers, who we'll get to, to them in a minute. Um, yeah. But you picked the Lakers to win the championship. Yeah. You still feeling confident about that prediction? Right now, yes. <laughs> right. I mean, because like, you know... Just the Lakers, you know, they they don't even look like they're at, like, 100% chemistry. And right. they're still just, like, you know, just destroying the league. Yeah, they And, are. you know, there's just nothing, there's about nothing that any other team could do about it. Mm-hmm. Unless they, like, jump out to a huge advantage, like, really early. Right. You know, in the first half, they're up by, like, 20, 25, maybe right. even 30. You know, but, I mean, it's still, like, if the, like... If it's like a team that's like, oh, like they they're kind of sorry or something, mm-hmm. and you know, like we're just like resting our guys, you know, I bet like the Lakers will probably some men for like LeBron, AD, and mm-hmm. starting lineup for a good majority of that second half, right? And you know, I, I mean, like you know, big comebacks like that, twenty five, thirty point comebacks don't really happen, right? But you know, like the Lakers just have shown that they can, you know come back from any deficit yeah. whenever they want. Yeah, really. yeah. They definitely have shown the, the ability to go to another gear and sustain that gear. Yeah. Uh, with LeBron, I think LeBron would be 35 or 36 here in like a month. I think it's 35. 35? Yeah. So I think you're right. It is 35. Is he going to be able to sustain this throughout the whole season? Uh, Hopefully. I mean. Hopefully. But what do you think? Because we all know he takes great care of his body. The reports are he spends about a million dollars a year. 
on his body, you know, chefs, masseuses, personal trainers, everything, dietitians. Do you think he's going to be able to do it? Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm going to be honest to say yes because okay. he, I'm, this is not me being biased either. Right. Because not like you love he, LeBron or anything. No, right? no, no, no. But <laughs> I mean, like, I do, like, but, you know, it's not anything biased because. He he honestly doesn't look like he's really just trying to go out there and just dog everybody. Right. He looks like he's just getting everybody the ball, mm-hmm. getting his points when he needs to, mm-hmm. you know, just like, you know, make sure he keeps up with that flow offensively, right. make sure everyone gets in there, you know, just so, you know, I think if LeBron wanted, you know, to go out there and just dog every night, you know, have like 36 and like 8 or 9. Right. So, I mean, yeah, but now he's like averaging... I don't even know, like, I want to say, like, close to maybe, like, 25, 26 points, yep. and, you know, like, 11 assists. Yeah, he's leading the league in assists. And maybe, like, seven or eight rebounds. Yeah. So, I mean, like, if you really wanted to go out there and dog, then I think points and rebounds-wise would be, like, you know, higher. Like, right, right. But, you know, he's just chilling. Yeah, I mean, I said it on last week's episode, LeBron looks great right now. Yeah. And to me, I had said... Uh, that I thought the MVP was either going to be LeBron, Anthony Davis, or Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. I have to admit that. I think right now LeBron is the clear front runner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Giannis would be a, a, a not so distant second. Yeah. He had 50 and, a, and like 14 the other night, or 50 and 11, <sighs> something crazy. And they are have the second best record in the league. I think they're like seventeen and three or something like that. Uh, um, I think it's sixteen and three. They're sixteen like, and three, maybe. I think they're like exactly one game behind. LA. Okay, so I was one game off. Yeah. Thanks for correcting me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're they're playing great. I think it's Giannis and then I'm sorry, LeBron and then Giannis as far as the MVP race. Would you say that that's a fair assessment? Um, I mean, I haven't watched too much of Giannis. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if it's just because, you know, it's East basketball and sometimes I feel like I'm just watching more so West basketball. Right, right. Um, I've watched more so like LeBron and Luca and you know, Luca. Right. Like both of them dudes are dominating. Luca is killing. We yeah. gonna talk about him a little later. You know, but from what I like I, I see like, you know, like sometimes I'll be watching YouTube browsing through and I just see, you know, like some Giannis crazy like some crazy Giannis highlights. Mm-hmm. I see that he had a like a really good game. And the Bucks are obviously really consistent so far because they they're actually also on a ten-game winning streak. Right. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, I would say, point. I would say, from what I'm hearing from you, like you know, that's it's got to be a fair assessment because right. you've actually probably been watching him. Right. I watched know, him quite a few times this year. Yeah, and you know, you see him play. Yeah. Um, I can't really, I can't really say anything. Be, I can't really say too much, mm-hmm. but like I said, I've seen like some highlights. I've I seen that he had the 50-point game. Right. I, I know that they had um, are on also on a 10-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. You know, that they're tied for the, um, I think, best winning streak this season so far. Right, they are. With the Lakers, right. obviously. So And they're both active winning streaks, too. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean. Okay, yeah. so LeBron wins MVP. In your world, in your mind, LeBron wins yeah. MVP. I think that's both of us. Yeah. Um, and you said that he sustains this level of excellence throughout the whole season. Mm-hmm. Now, the 2016 Warriors started off 24-0. and 24-0. and And ultimately, um, well, not ultimately, but they before they got their second loss, they were like 29-1. and yeah. And they lost their next one. They ended up 29-2. and The Bulls, those uh, 96 Bulls, their last three losses mm-hmm. were by one point each. 
Ooh. So think about that. They're three points off or four or five points, however you want to put that, mm-hmm. from being 75 and 7. That's crazy, right? Yeah. And I think they only had like two double-digit losses. What do you think is going to be, like obviously going that deep into the season and then losing your last three games by three total points, 24-game winning streak, that's crazy. What yeah. do you think is going to be the the kind of wow thing that separates this Lakers team if they are to keep up this pace? What do you mean by like wow thing? So like, with the Bulls, it's like they were coming down the home stretch and they only lost seven games, yeah. right? And then they lost their last three by one point each. Uh-huh. That's a crazy stat in my opinion, right? Uh-huh. And then the the Warriors won 24, their first 24 games, uh-huh. right? That's a crazy stat. Uh-huh. Do you think that there's going to be any crazy stat that the Lakers, the 2020 Lakers have that kind of defines their season? Or that people 20 years from now look back and say, wow, that was crazy? I mean, it's already kind of crazy now that they have, like, uh, the Lakers, um, I think it's their um, best franchise streak. Well, it's the best start that they've had in franchise history. Yeah, in franchise history. That's a good point. So, I mean, that's already crazy. That's a great point. But I would say maybe, like... That's a great point. Yeah, I would say maybe, you know, like... You know, increasing that win streak. Uh-huh. This, this this current win streak, um, maybe it's like fifteen, maybe twenty, mm-hmm. and you know it could be even twenty five. I don't I don't know. Like they right. just like really look like really unbeatable. Right. Um. I think. Um. You know. Obviously. You know. They lost the Clippers. Just. You know. It's it's the Clippers, and they didn't really look like they were clicking. They looked like kind of slow, mm-hmm. and no one was really like on pace except for Danny Green. But, right. You know. It, we don't expect him to like really step up right. like that every night, and then with that Raptors loss, I, with um, I I I guess it was just the Ra- the Raptors' lucky day. And maybe. the rap, but the Raptors are playing great. Yeah, the they're Raptors- like second or third in the East right now. Yeah, they are. But you so know- it's like those two losses were against two really quality teams. Yeah, but um, you know, so depending on our schedule Mm -hmm. you know maybe we you know increase that winning streak right right so um i mean but i like what you said about how this team has already established itself as having the best start in franchise history yeah when you think about some of those teams that had magic and kareem and kobe and shaq that's kind of that's a huge accomplishment Mm -hmm. so before we get off of the lakers or move move on from the lakers i should say um, I was doing some research and I saw that LeBron has only won the most games that he's ever won in his career is 66 games. He did it with the 08-09 Cavs that lost to Orlando in the Eastern Conference Finals, mm-hmm. and he did it with one of those Heatles teams, right? Yeah. So, do you think that that's in the back of his mind that he wants to, you know, surpass that 66 win? total and get to the 70 win total you think that's motivating him at this point in his career or probably or maybe not i mean i think i remember you saying this maybe maybe in the podcast maybe you didn't say this on the podcast maybe it's sometime before the podcast but i remember you said that um lebron um not really a motivation type of guy and he and i remember him saying on lakers media day he doesn't really like not really that type of player that needs motivation he'll just go out there you know do his thing okay but um, he he said he he thought he had some type of motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know if he addressed what it was. Right, right. 
but you know maybe maybe that's it right there yeah, it was kind of so. cryptic when he said that yeah it was <laughs> Uh, it was it was kind of weird too. Like yeah. if you got some motivation, ain't you just gonna tell us? Right. <laughs> right. So yeah. <laughs> right. So I I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's that. But you know, um, maybe maybe he's not even thinking about that. Maybe he's just trying to play basketball. Uh-huh. So okay. Um, yeah. Well, maybe you're right. We'll see. Maybe he'll divulge that at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um. So we were talking about the white hot Lakers, right? Now we got to go to the lukewarm Clippers. Yeah. Right. Who I picked to win. <laughs> The championship. And mm-hmm. now, 19, 20 games into the season, I'm like, man, they got me rethinking my pick. Yeah. Right? And I just, like, last week they they kind of had me thinking, okay, they're starting to get it clicking because Paul George came back and Kawhi and they were playing well. They are undefeated. Yeah. And then last night they laid a straight egg in San Antonio, right? Yeah. You you might only say 10-point loss, but, you know, just wait till you hear right. about, about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in San Antonio. San Antonio yeah. has not looked good at all this year. No. And this is a return game, so to speak, for Kawhi. His first time back in San Antonio since he's been with the Clippers, right? Uh-huh. And he did not play well. And Paul George played even worse. He had five points. He was 2 for 11 from the field. And what really disappointed me with Paul George, zero free throws. Zero. How do you not get to the line at all? Zero. He and I had the same amount of free throws last night, and I was on my couch. (laughs) Right? Like, that's crazy. Zero free throw attempts. Not even makes attempts. Man. And and plus, it's Paul George. He's so good at drawing free throws, especially especially on the jump shot, off the pick two. And he couldn't even get a free throw attempt. Yeah. Yeah, so so that means he had had to have had a three and just a regular two point field goal. That's it. That's, that's all he had. He had two more field goals than you and I had last night. Yeah, and, and if I, you count my my run at the gym, then I actually had more than him because I had three. I'm joking. Yeah, <laughs> it. You know, you know what? I, I bet it, Paul George. You know how like players come into a game, maybe like hit a three and like, oh, maybe you could have some. Right. Just like, nah, just two more. Players. Right, right. That's it. Yeah, For the whole rest of the night, right? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so, and they've had a couple, like, San, losing to San Antonio is a bad loss, especially by Definitely. double digits, right? Definitely. Um, losing to Phoenix, even though Phoenix has played pretty well, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, to me, that's a bad loss. And then there was one other loss they had, uh, so far. Bucks? Where, no, not the, because the Bucks are good, so I'm not oh. going to hold that against them too much. Oh. It was someone else, but there was one other loss where I'm like, they shouldn't be losing to that team. Oh, wait, was it Utah? Maybe it was Utah. Yeah, because I remember they lost Utah and they came back and beat Utah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what it was. That's mm-hmm. who it was. Yeah. Um, like, we talked about this earlier. Kawhi, is he hurt? Is he not? Is he just slow? Like, <laughs> you know, he doesn't talk too much. So yeah. it's like, and I don't mean slow, like, up here. I mean slow, like, running, man. Oh, oh. Yeah, because you started laughing, like, no, no, no. No, I wasn't trying to think about that. Okay. Because, you know, he's very, very, like, he keeps everything close to the chest. But it's like, Sometimes he doesn't look like he has that burst to me, or he's not playing with a certain sense of urgency, but he's so stoic about it where he's just like, I, I do what I want, you know? <laughs> so it's like, it's hard for me to figure it out. And then Paul George, like I said, he was looking great, and then last night, zero free throws. What, what do you think is going on with them? Because I think they're like 13 and 5, 14 and 5. They're in third place in the West, but anyway, sorry, I talked a lot. What do you think is going on with them? I, I don't I don't honestly know. I mean, maybe it's just like you know, Kawhi is not who we like thought he was. Even right. though he's coming off that great, that absolutely like 
probably historic season right. in Toronto. Maybe like not like individually, but mm-hmm. you know, just like go to a team right. that he don't even want to go to and just like, you know, win a championship. Right. Like, you know, that I mean that's kinda crazy. Right. But, you know, maybe he maybe Kawhi is not the Kawhi we thought he was. Maybe he right. is injured. Um, I don't know. I mean, both of them kind of coming off like good seasons. Paul George that MV- was an MVP candidate, right? And you know, Kawhi was the Finals MVP, the right. champ, right? And you know, didn't even want to play for Toronto, like I said. So I mean, maybe he's just, you know, maybe he's just not that killer. Maybe he actually is hurt. Maybe I don't know, or maybe he's playing this all for suckers. Maybe yeah. he's just gonna turn it up in the playoffs like he did last year. But I just think that that's a dangerous game. Yeah. Especially playing, you're, you're going to have to run up against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to have any home court advantage, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, there's no advantage there. You're going to have to be as sharp as you can possibly be to beat that team, right? Yeah. Like, this is not the, the Bucks or the Sixers who have no championship pedigree with, with their current teams, I should say. Yeah. They don't have, like, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Giannis. Those guys haven't won championships. Yeah. You're talking about you're going to have to take down the king in yeah. his nights. You know what I mean? Yeah. Guys who have been there before, who have won championships, and Rondo and Danny Green, mm-hmm. Dwight Howard, who hasn't won a championship, but he led his team to a championship. Yeah. That, that counts for something. So... If he is hurt, he needs to, like, sit out and get it all the way together. I, if I he's not... Was he, you said you would hope so? I I mean not not I mean as a Lakers fan like I, I want you to keep being slow <laughs> right right like you know like a step slow but right. like you know just like I mean like if I'm not a Lakers fan right. I, I guess then I mean hopefully you get better yeah but you know? I don't I again I'm not so sure that he's hurt or maybe to your point he's not who we thought he was because like the when claw. I watch Giannis and LeBron play they're playing at a high level. All the time, like there's mm-hmm. nothing in doubt about them. I don't question anything. Yeah. When I watch Kawhi, I'll see like a loose ball here or there where I'm like, I feel like he could have got that, yeah. but he was just missing that explosiveness, you know. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. Like I said, I think that's a dangerous game to play if he's kind of trying to like, you know, lure people in to think, oh, he's not 100 percent, and he just goes out and kills them. Also, if not for Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson getting hurt last year, who knows if Toronto ends up with that championship? Yeah, it, right? it what I was saying this, I was like, man, they said KD if KD won there, I'm like, yeah, definitely, you know, like that's going to like five games at max in my opinion. Right. But even if Clay Thompson never got hurt, like, right. you know, first of all, they they would have won game six. Right. Like like the like the Warriors would have won game six. So right. I think they were up uh-huh. in the third quarter and I think they had, you know, kinda they were taking momentum. Right. And right. It, it was like honestly like led by clay yeah and he had like 30 points yeah, he's playing well we was they were still like two minutes in the third quarter and then you know he goes down with the acl tear right. so i mean honestly if clay if they if the warriors just had clay mm-hmm. they're winning game six yeah. and then you're going into game seven you're going you're going to toronto but you know you got all that momentum right so, you know, Toronto fans, they're going to be crazy. Right, right. They're going to be hyped up. You saw they, Drake's in there wilding out. Yeah, and you saw they don't care if you get injured and <laughs> right, rupture right. your Achilles or whatever. Right. You know, they're still going to cheer. But, yeah. you know, I mean, you don't have the momentum. So, you know, you could kind of, like, quiet them. Right. Go up by a lot. You know, maybe they'll just, you know. Yeah. Like, shut up. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, there's still 60 games or so, so I don't want to be presumptive. Mm-hmm. Um, or get ahead of myself, but we'll see. That was just like I said, from the sample size that I have, 
they're just the Clippers are up and down to me. Yeah. They're not playing. They're not playing at the same level as the Lakers, and now I'm surprised by that because I yeah. thought that they would be just kind of humming along even better, um, mm-hmm. especially with that championship type defense that we know they can play given their personnel. Um, so we talked about MVPs, right? Yeah. Giannis and LeBron, or LeBron and Giannis, yeah. right? I said it's a two two man race right now, yeah. but. The young boy from Eastern Europe has got to get some consideration, right? Yeah. Luka Doncic, yeah, twenty year old assassin is killing, right? Yeah. And you came up with this this talking point. You want to talk about him a little bit? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, first thing uh, I I want to start off with is that he like I think we said mentioned this in last episode, but he's averaging nearly a thirty point triple double. Um, you know. The exact numbers are 30.8 points, 9.9 rebounds. So he's just point one, you know, like whatever off for on rebounds, and then 9.6 assists. So he's you know very close to a 30 point triple double. Right. Which you know when people go and see that you know who are deciding like MVPs and stuff. Right. You know that really I think that really ups your chances of, you know, yeah. winning the MVP like that seriously, Absolutely. you know, helps you. Yeah, I agree. And the Mavericks, I think, are like maybe fourth or fifth place in the West. Yeah. Um, They dropped one or two this week. Um, But it's not because of Luka. He's playing great. Even yeah. though the Clippers did turn it up on him uh, last week and they, they strapped him up pretty good. Yeah. But he's been playing well. Porzingis, not so much. So I'm I'm not sure what's going on with the unicorn. I don't know if he needs to eat some Lucky Charms or, or what's going on with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean they was talking about um, like he say he he didn't like have that strength in his legs anymore. Right. So you know like post up and you know like you know like take a shot. And I was like, dang, that's actually kind of tough. Like, right. Like you can't do that no more. Like, right. You, right. Like your legs must be killing you after the game. Right. Right. So. Yeah. He's got to get on those hills, those deadlifts, squat racks. Yeah, right? and I think you said, you know, he doesn't want to do them. Right. And, you well, know, he doesn't like to do them, maybe. Yeah, because you see someone's lower body strength in the way that they can establish um, position, right? Yeah. Or the way that they can dislodge someone else from their position. Right. Right? Or the way that they get elevation on their jump shot. Mm-hmm. He's never been much of a jump shooter because he's so tall. He shoots more of a set shot. Yeah. Um, but if we look at that aspect, he's only shooting 40% from the field, 34% from the three. That's that's not good. The three, no. not too bad, but 40% from the field is not very good. Mm-hmm. Then when we watched him play a couple times last week, he's not estab- he's not able to establish post position. Yeah. And that's because his legs are not very strong, right? Right. So he's not able to sit down and, and carve out that space against his defender. So that's point number two. And then as far as dislodging people, he's not able to push because you can't push with your arms in basketball, right? Yeah, that's you true. You push with your legs, yeah. right? He's not able to step into his man and push him off of his position. As we saw last week a couple of times, people would just post him up and knock him backwards. Oh, And he yeah. wasn't able to really offer a lot of resistance. Yeah. So, you know, it seems like he's not really maybe putting in that time with the the weight in in that aspect. Yeah. Um maybe he's doing bench press, maybe he's doing cardio. I don't know, but just from what I'm seeing, like I want to see him look a little bit better. Um and I know he was out for quite a while, so he's still got some time to to you know, get in the form, but he's got to put uh make those sacrifices as far as getting his lower body stronger. Yeah, and I remember um I remember when I think maybe it was Michael Jordan and Kobe's 
first matchup against each other, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, or maybe it was just like a matchup and, you know, Kobe was young and he went out there and did his thing and right. obviously Jordan did his thing as usual. Right. Um, and, um, you know, Michael Jordan was asked, you know, like, what did Kobe ask you? Mm-hmm. You know, wh- because he um had asked him a question earlier in the game when, when a, a, I think it was maybe the Bulls players were shooting free throws. Um, he said that you got to, you know, when you post up, you got to feel the defense with right. your legs. That's right. He you did know? say that. Yes. Yeah, so, I remember that. That's a good memory. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Porzingis take notes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Chris Stapps take notes. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Because you move people with your legs, right? Yeah, you got to get it, on it. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> you can't just run around pushing people, right? Yeah. But that's with, with any sport, really, where you use your legs, really, not like, well, I mean, you use your legs in NASCAR, but it's different, right? Yeah. Uh, but your your power and your strength comes from your legs yeah. and your core, right? Uh-huh. So in basketball, anyways, we already made the point about Chris Stapps. Yeah. With Luca. I think that he's third in the MVP race, right? Mm-hmm. I I agree with you. Do you think that he can keep this up? Um, he's young, so I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, like both Giannis and Luca, I would say, um, not without a doubt with Giannis because he can't really shoot, but you know, Luca, mm-hmm. like I I would say, yeah. I mean, because yeah. he's like he's really young. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe maybe Fields will turn it up, and it's like you know, I don't. It's like, you know, with Lucas, I'm going to be like, I don't have that NBA experience, mm-hmm. you know, like you do. But um, maybe it'll be, maybe, we'll, you know, he'll just keep um, turn it up too. Right. And, you know, start going even more wild than he already right. is. Right, right. So, I mean, um, I, I'm going to say yes because yeah. he's only 20. Right. Um. So, yeah. Okay. Definitely. So, I'm actually going to disagree. I think that teams are going to kind of figure him out. And because he can't overwhelm you with his speed or athleticism, yeah, he relies a lot on his jump shot, mm-hmm. um, which isn't a bad thing if it's going in. But I, I think some of those shots will start. Will he's not going to be able to continue to make the shots that he's making mm-hmm. at a, like they're very difficult shots. Mm-hmm. I don't think that percentage is going to stay as high as it is right now, which mm-hmm. is around fifty percent. Yeah, um, because he's got that that going hard left step back into the three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's got the counter to that where he goes hard left, steps back, and then crosses it between his legs. Yeah. I think guys are going to watch enough film on that where they're going to start getting hip to that. Um, mm-hmm. And I saw Kawhi and Pat Beverly um, and even Paul George do some things in their game last week where I said, okay, they've been watching film on him because they were ready for some of his stuff, which made it difficult for, on him. I think he's a phenomenal player. Um, I, I like that he came back in better shape this year, and I think – that's why he's having a better season so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's extremely crafty. Yeah. Super crafty. Yeah. One of the craftiest players I've ever seen. So Yeah. Someone was comparing him to Larry Bird. I don't really see that comparison other than that that they're white and can shoot. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, like I don't think they really play anything alike. <laughs> that seriously, like Luca doesn't really post much. <laughs> Um, Larry Bird was a better rebounder and bigger. Just a, he's a like, little bigger, like, right? Honestly, might maybe even way bigger. Yeah, like, like he just played bigger, right? Yeah. Um, even though Lucas averaging a lot of rebounds, but they, I don't see the similarity. What yeah, do you think? I mean, you can't really compare a 2019, 2018 dude to a 70s player, right? You know, or <laughs> he's dude, more like or, 80s, or a dude that was drafted in the 70s, right, right. and you know, play more in the 80s, right. little bit, maybe a little bit in the 90s. Yeah. 
you, you can't really do that. I okay. mean, it's just a different era. Yeah, totally so, different era. So, yeah. but I like Luca a lot, I, and I think that he's gonna he's gonna be a great player for a lot of years to come. Mm-hmm. So he's the and I was a little skeptical on him last year, uh, early, but he's the real deal. Yeah, and to your point about you know them figuring out Luca. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 now that I think about, it, I mean, that could, that can definitely happen. That's definitely a possibility. But if it doesn't start happening, right? Then, you know, like, I guess you just don't keep cooking, right? Yeah. Right. And he's, <laughs> and he's young too. Yeah. Like well, I and, said. and they'll, they'll figure him out, and he'll adjust too because he's smart. Yeah. But just averaging thirty, ten, and ten, I don't see those numbers. Yeah, that's like that that's like Westbrook. Right. You know, numbers like four years ago yeah but Luca's doing it like very efficiently that's the scary part mm-hmm. like he's shooting a high high percentage yeah um and the degree of difficulty again a lot of his shots are just it's, it's fun to watch yeah he's very fun to watch mm-hmm. um so we talk about Luca and him coming back in better shape right yeah and him very much like trending upwards mm-hmm. we got to go talk about your boy uncle drew man Kyrie Irving, yeah. Kyrie swerving, Kyrie unnerving, right? Yeah, third favorite player of all time. Third favorite player of all time, right? Yeah. I, I like Kyrie. His skill level is undeniable. Mm-hmm. But we have to talk about this, man. So he's been out for like eight, nine games now, including yeah. he missed a game at Boston, I think, last night, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which the Nets won, right? Go yeah. figure. And Boston had been really hot, but the Nets pulled off the win. Yeah, I don't know how. So... I'm pretty sure, and I don't have these numbers in front of me, but I'm pretty sure I saw this a couple of days ago, that the Nets actually have a better record without Kyrie Irving wow. than they have with Kyrie Irving this season. Yeah. And I had, to, I had to dig into this a little bit, right? Because I'm like, without LeBron, Kyrie has never been able to lead his team to do much of anything, mm-hmm. to be honest, right? Yeah. Last year, Boston wildly underachieved after being the prohibitive favorite, right? Mm-hmm. Before that, the Cavs, without LeBron when Kyrie was at, was there, were terrible. Yeah. They were terrible, terrible, terrible every year. And yeah. even going back to Duke, they got knocked down the first round, yeah. right? And so I'm like, how good, maybe, maybe how good is Kyrie is not the right question. How effective is Kyrie? Um, I mean, well, first off, I want to start off by saying with Duke, you know, Kyrie, they got knocked out in the first round. Um, I, I, I don't know if he was playing or not, but I, I um, searched up something and he only played 11 games with Duke. That's true. And he played in that, that NCAA game. He did. He came back and he was amazing, but they lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That that's unfortunate. <laughs> that is unfortunate. That, and I think he had like a toe or a foot injury that kept him out for most of the season. So you're right, he only played eleven games. Yeah. And was still the number one pick. Yeah. I, I mean That says a lot, a, right? Only, a, only eleven games. Yeah, and he's only he's a small guard, it's not like he's a big man. That's a, that doesn't usually happen a lot at all. No. When when you are injured for so much of the season, you know, people are gonna look at that and be like Hold up a second. Let, right. me, let me think twice about this. But right. now nah, Cal just went straight for the kill. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but that I, I think that's why I said too, Sean. It's not about how good is Kyrie because everyone knows he's an amazing. He's an incredibly talented player, right? Mm-hmm. But how effective is he? How how does that talent translate into wins? 
honestly, from what I've seen, he's not too effective. <laughs> right. Yeah, so far he hasn't been too effective. Even when, that first year at Boston, you you, I mean, like he was cooking at first, and you know, I feel like he he was still doing pretty good until he got hurt, and then I feel right. like Boston was maybe even doing better. Yeah, because that, they, and they made it to the East Finals. Right. That, but that's the thing. You just said it, like. They were doing well, then he got hurt, and then it's like they played even better. Yeah. They almost beat LeBron and them. What was it, game seven? Yeah, it was game seven. They lost by six points, 85 to 79. That's that's amazing that you know that, yeah. first of all. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's that's that illustrates my point perfectly. Yeah. So, <laughs> are you saying this is your third favorite player of all time? Yeah. Are you saying that he is effective, he's not effective, or he's somewhere in the middle? Uh, I would say he's not too effective. I mean, maybe if he's like, uh, like a, I don't want to say a sidekick, but like maybe like kind of like a like the little buddy, I guess. The little buddy, like LeBron, like LeBron's little buddy. Like yeah, like LeBron's little little buddy, like whatever. Little buddy sounds terrible. (laughs) (laughs) LeBron's if he's like LeBron's running mate. Yeah. Or someone else's running mate. Yeah, wingman. Wingman. Yeah. <laughs> like a yeah. Wingman. wingman. Like he's going to be KD's wingman? Oh, I Is mean. Is that what's going to happen? I mean, like, basically, but KD's a wing player. Right, that's so, a good. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of awkward. There's a little bit of irony there, right? <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah, but, um, I mean, like, when he's trying to be a leader, not very effective. Not, not very effective. But when, like, he's, like, you know, like, a sidekick or, like, wingman, like we said. Right. I honestly think he's, you know, like kind of he's pretty effective. Right, you know, I, like I, I agree. You know, especially when LeBron had forty one in the finals and he also had forty one. Yeah. You know that that shows something. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, like I said, leader, not too effective. Right. Wingman, very effective. Very effective. <laughs> yeah. So, but where's the disconnect though? Like, why do you think that is? Because Kyrie has been very, very vocal about saying, I'm a max player. And the market showed that as well because he got max money, right? Um, And he's been very vocal in saying, like, I'm a leader. But I agree with you. I don't think he's very effective as a leader. Why do you think that is? Uh, I mean, well, we were, um, like you said, you were just talking about, you know, Kyrie. And, you know, he... He was like he's like Matt. He thinks he deserves max contracts. Mm-hmm. Thinks he's a leader. Maybe he's just letting that get to his head. And maybe he's oh, trying okay. to do too much. Okay. You know, maybe he's trying to you know just like, you know, like prove a point mm-hmm. too much of the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, LeBron actually said that that first year in Miami when they lost mm-hmm. um, to Dallas in the finals, he was like, "Oh well, you know, I was trying to play that bad guy role. I was trying to like." prove a point oh yeah kinda. okay i remember that yeah and you know he was like but i don't need to prove a point you know i just need to you know go out there help my team help that's them win point. and you know they came back next year one in five games to okc that's a good point and that's you know and and that that's great you know yeah. just you know that's that's one game away from sweep right <laughs> and and i mean honestly when you think about it it, it almost is cuz okc won the first game right and then you know miami went on to win the next four they did so they did. that's a good point yeah that's a good so you think maybe he's i don't want to say insecure but he's maybe trying to he's letting too much outside noise get into his head yeah yeah i think that might you might be on to something because 
part of the reason why I think LeBron is playing so well this year is because he seems fully comfortable with who he is. Mm-hmm. Like, both as a basketball player and just as a man. He's yeah. really hit a nice stride. And he's playing great. You see the effects of that, right? Whereas Kyrie, after the game against Boston the other night, he went on social media and put this long, like, cryptic post about how basketball is just a game and there's stuff that really matters and this, that, and the other. And I was just like, I read the post, yeah. and I was like, what? Yeah. What is he talking? I don't even know what he's talking. Man, you got to play or don't play. But no one's trying to listen to the, or read all of this, man. Yeah, I didn't I see it. Um, when you, you just told me about it, like, like 30 minutes ago. Right. So uh, I, I, I was surprised. Like, I... I was surprised because just as an NBA player, you're not supposed to do that. As an NBA star, and you know, when you consider yourself like a max player, right? You know, like a leader, mm-hmm. like you deserve all this money and stuff, and you deserve, you know, you know, you deserve to be talked about, you know, like very highly. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you shouldn't really be doing that. Yeah, no, you know, I agree. You know, that will really like kind of like. Uh, maybe have an effect on you and what right. people think about you. So. Right. Now that's yeah. a good point, son. Um, and so our final segment, we got to go to Kyrie's Duke buddy, right? His Duke buddy. His his, his buddy from Duke, oh. not his teammate, but his fellow Duke. I can't necessarily say alum because I don't think Kyrie graduated from Duke, mm-hmm. but his fellow Blue Devil. Yeah. JJ Reddick. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you yeah. want to tell the folks, the the listeners, what happened in last night's Pelicans OKC game? Yes, I would because not, none of y'all are gonna know about this. <laughs> um, y- y'all are gonna be really surprised by this segment actually. But so JJ Reddick. So you know the game. I think it was maybe in the third or fourth quarter. Of the game was just you know flowing. Everyone was doing the the thing. You know, er, you know everything was kind of going fine. You know, all of a sudden, just J.J. Redick, it's just, I think what messed him up is that Dennis Schroeder just, you know, hit him with a mean snatchback right. and maybe gave him just a little push. Right. And, you know, hit the shot and, you know, yeah. everyone kind of went wild. Right. That was a mean move by Schroeder, yeah. Schroeder, Schroeder, whatever his Schroeder. name is. Schroeder. Schroeder. <laughs> I messed his name all Mean yeah. move by Schroeder. Yeah. Um, and I think J.J. kind of got upset about that. So the next possession, he com- I, um he comes down, and he tries to you know go for a layup, and mm-hmm. Nerlens Noel, who I thought had missed it just by a little bit, right. came up and just blocked the shot so bad. Right off the back. Yeah, off the back, off the side of the backboard. It was like, it, <laughs> yeah, and it just went. So it it it's exactly like if you just like tapped your knuckle on like a window or like kind of like banged it a little bit <laughs> right. and the window just didn't break and then you just like hurt your hand and stuff <laughs> it, it was like some dude i was like yeah and then jj like, reddick fell into the stanchion yeah the and base like of the basket yeah and the, and the thing and that no was so call. the thing that was so bad about it is because like he kind of like slid into it a little bit yeah. and then you know like slowly just like slid like and his head like just bumped into the little stanchion like <laughs> right. so softly, yeah. and it, it it was just like really funny. And then um after that um I think he um fouled a dude, and then you know he was arguing with the ref and you know saying too much I guess, and you know he got a technical foul, um you know after he got crossed and blocked, right? And you know he he just seemed to be really mad about it, and then you know. 
um, they, they, um, the Pelicans, sh- uh, no, not the Pelicans, the Thunder, um, the, one of their players shoots the free throw, and then, um, you know, I think the play, um, you know, um, the Thunder, I think they get it like a three, yeah. and it's right in JJ right. Reddick's face, so, just that whole sequence, it was potentially career ending <laughs> So, I'm not gonna go as far as I say, it was career ending, but yeah. in 30 plus years of basketball, that was one of the worst sequences I've ever seen that happen on, uh, to one player. Yeah. Because he got hit with the snatch back jumper. That was bad. Yeah. Then Nerlens Noel's comes and makes an incredible help side block and mm-hmm. just crushes the ball off, off the backboard. Yeah. Then JJ Reddick fouls. Then he gets a technical foul. Yeah. Then the guy hits a three in his face and they lose. Yeah. I was like, man. I don't usually feel bad for grown men, especially grown men who are millionaires playing the game that they love. But yeah. I actually felt bad for JJ Reddick yesterday because I was like, yeah. that was a rough ninety seconds. Yeah, it was really, really rough. Yeah, it was bad because, like you said, it, it happened all in ninety seconds. Right. So I mean, like <laughs> JJ, just pray for, <laughs> pray for JJ. Yeah, just pray, pray for JJ. Pray, pray for the Blue Devil, um, Kyrie's Blue Devil brother, okay. JJ. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think we hit all our points yeah. for the evening for yeah. episode seven, man. So, yo, this has been great. Only five or six weeks into the season. We got seven episodes in, and uh, I feel like we're in a nice little groove. Yeah. I'm I, having a lot of fun doing this with you, son. Yeah, me too, Dad. Um, but anyway, um, you know, that's going to be it for episode seven of the Hoop Light with Sean Sean podcast. Um, you know, we're, our podcast is on... Spotify, um, Google Google Podcasts, yes, Apple Podcasts, Google, An- Anchor, Anchor, and all podcast yeah, platforms. Yeah, all podcast platforms. Right. Yeah, but wait, we're forgetting one segment. Peace. <laughs> no, Peace. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But you got to do the most important part. Oh, what? Listen, oh, subscribe, yeah. and share. Right? Yeah. That's the call to action. Yeah. That's how we get more listeners. Yeah, but uh, what he said, listen, subscribe, and share. Please do that. It really helps us. T-shirts coming soon, too. Yes. Website, IG, all that. Takes time to build this stuff. Shout out to T.O. Chewy, setting up the camera stuff. We really appreciate you, T.O. Chewy. Clap it up for T.O. Chewy. Yeah. All right, now you can take us off. All right. um, Peace. (laughs) Peace.